Hello and welcome into the Main Street Preps Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Minozzi, and I'm glad you've joined us today. Our guest is Cane Ridge boys basketball coach Marlon Sims. His team is heading to its first TSSAA Class AAA state tournament next week after beating Beach 67-58 in Monday night's sectional game. What's even more impressive about that is that Cane Ridge only played six regular season games due to Metro National Schools delaying the start of the season until early February. Sims and I talked about how the Ravens overcame having such a short regular season, what five-star prospect Brandon Miller means to his program, and what Cane Ridge must do to keep its season alive in the state tournament. Here we go. We are joined now by Cane Ridge basketball coach Marlon Sims, who took a big Gatorade bath on the court earlier this week. Coach, have you had a chance to process what it means that Cane Ridge is finally heading to the state tournament? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's one of those things that uh, at the end of the season, when you take a, take some take some time at the end of the season and just reflect on you know everything that happened, everything these kids accomplished this season, and then you'll be able to be able to talk about it at that point. But right now, I don't think I. I've been able to. I think even Monday night I was up at 2 o'clock and beard was on my mind. I think that's the tough part about having the, the, the draw already happen, the fact that the next team's already on your mind. Yeah, no rest for the weary there. Uh, but yeah. after everything that's happened this season, I know this is a season everybody's going to remember for a bunch of different ways, but especially your team. Obviously your season was cut short by about two months. You guys didn't begin to play games until everybody else had played maybe 15 or 20 uh, when yeah. you guys started in early February. So making it to Murfreesboro this year, does that make it even sweeter just given everything that you guys have been through? Yeah, I think I think when you when you look back at the situation, I mean, I'm frustrated. You get kind of frustrated by some some goals you probably didn't meet as a team, team-wise as far as the only one really we didn't meet as a team was the 20-win season that streak broke. For us, but you know, other than that, you know, you hate the fact that you know some kids didn't accomplish some things individually that they would have accomplished. Like, you know, Caleb Wilson would have probably you know been the third member of our thousand point club if we had played a complete season, or you know, Brandon Miller would be have an opportunity before he left Cambridge to score two thousand points, you know, rather than fifteen hundred. And so things like that, you look at you know some individual goals that kids didn't meet. But you know, other than the day, you know, being having an opportunity to play on February twenty sixth is all that really mattered. And that's what our goal was. We talked about, you know, when we got shut down uh, after practice, after practice in three weeks, you know, we discussed, you know, just February 26th and have an opportunity February 26th to play in the region tournament and, and to reach the team goals that we had set out for ourselves. Earlier in the season, February seemed like a long way away. I mean, during those yeah. months of November, uh, December, and January when everybody else was practicing and playing games, I mean, what were you guys actually able to do during that time, and, and how did you guys kind of keep the spirits of the team up when, when you really weren't sure when or if you'd get to play at all? Well, the one thing we tried to do, we tried to use a text message. We created a text chain. I think everybody has that already. And so we would probably text each other uh, every so couple of days in the group. You know, and then and then we you know the Zoom calls and the team calls. We'd have team meetings probably once a week just to talk about where we were at. You know, individually where we're at as a group, uh, where guys get an opportunity. Because I think the toughest part, you know, outside of that, there were no gyms available in, for public schools. So, you know, there was no gym for these kids to get into and to work on their games uh, for them to get better. And, and, and you know, and they, could, they couldn't even get in the small group. So, trying to you know the community centers were closed. So. You know, trying to go out to these surrounding counties and, you know, some churches and, 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 and begging those guys, let them use their gyms. We had a couple of guys had an opportunity, especially like Brandon. You know, everybody wants to work with Brandon, so Brandon always had an opportunity to, to get into a gym. But 
the fact that he was able to take some guys along with him on his journey and in those situations really helped too. So this is your first time heading to Murfreesboro as a head coach, but you're familiar with the state tournament. You've been there three times before, in fact, when you were a player at White's Creek in, in the late 80s, early 90s. How neat is it to come full circle and to now be the head coach of a state tournament team too? Well, you know, I think from my first day of you know coaching, my first, my first job in McGavick, that was my goal, you know, to get back to the state tournament. I think we even got t-shirts made. and You know, our goal was state championship, state tournament. And then, you know, over time goes on, you know, you just, you know, those years go by, these years go by, you don't, I'm not sure if you're ever going to get there, or if you have a, you know, if you're ever going to coach well enough to get there, or the, or the talent to get there, even though you got kids who, who worked hard and gave everything you got, just wasn't for sure if you were going to have the talent to get there, to get back to Murfreesboro, so, you know, that was, you know, always weighing on your head, and so, like, you know, he's just trying to grow as a coach, and, and build a program to get to, and, and, and raise the expectation level of kids, I mean, I think that's one thing we, talked about especially when I got to Cane Ridge was to raise the expectation level of what was before us and, 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 and try to find out you know how we could grow as a program I think the first couple of years our, our, our team our team motto was about team first and, and then we grew into a motto of just about growth once we once we accomplished the team part it was about growth and now this year our, our team was about staying connected and so every day we talked about being connected staying connected as a group and I think the ability to do that is what will help us get here today. That staying connected seems to have worked out pretty well. I mean, of the 13 games you guys have played, you won all 13. The first nine of those of those wins all came against other Metro Nashville schools, so everybody was in the same boat at that point. You know, obviously none of those teams had played games either. But then over the last couple of weeks, you had to play three Williamson County teams in the region tournament. Uh, you had to beat Beach in the sectionals. Was that challenging to go against teams that had – quite a bit more experience under their belt or was there also some benefit to that in that those other teams maybe didn't have as much film or as much data on your team? You know, as a coach, I think as you look at things, you look at it in the world of the eyes of an optimist or a pessimist, you know, and it's, well, you have to figure out, I think sometimes as a coach, we find ourselves looking at things in the eyes of a pessimist and we're looking at all the things, that, the reason why things aren't going right or whatever it might be and like, so you know what it's like, you know, if you lose a game, you watch harder film, you watch more film, and people say you learn more after losses, and that's really not true all the time. Sometimes wins, you can learn things too. So, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, you know, we, we could take the, the challenge of, you know, tired legs versus strength for fresh legs, but at the same time, you know, we were never able to work on game situations, so we're really bland, and, and what we're doing right now, we're not really complex. You know, there's a lot of things we couldn't get in. All we could do is take the habits we've been teaching that these kids been at Cane Ridge High School and try to refine those habits and, and continue to grow from there. And, and, and that's what I think the kids have done a really good job of, taking the things we taught from day one when they first got there as freshmen and building upon those basic habits and, and getting better at that each and every day. It's probably e- easier to keep things simple when you have a player like Brandon Miller. He scored 30 points uh, over <laughs> against Beach uh, to help send you guys to the state tournament. It, for, for those that don't know, he's ranked as the number 13 prospect in the nation by 24-7 sports. I'm sure just about every other school in Middle Tennessee and beyond would have loved to have taken him off your hands when Metro wasn't playing games. I mean, what did it mean to the program that, that he stayed at Cane Ridge? Well, you know, I, I think, you know, the one thing that I think that through that connection for me and Brandon and Brandon's family, we try, we, we stay connected also. And, you know, all the kids in the family stay connected with me and, and what we're trying to do, and, and they understood that, you know, hopefully MFPS will give us an opportunity to play, and, and we got the opportunity to play, we take advantage of it. So, uh, ultimately, the commitment to not just, you know, me or 
where Cambridge High School was the community to our community is what really matters. You know, the kids, they've been playing together for years, and they went to the same middle schools together. And, you know, we don't have a lot of kids from other parts of town, anything like that. We have kids that, you know, for the most part, grew up in the Antioch, Cambridge community, and they all went to middle school together, and now they all in high school together. And, you know, that's the part that's really special, the fact that you know, these kids stay connected to each other and stay committed to one another, and not just me or Cambridge High School, but also our community. And Brandon is officially listed as a forward, but he can also handle and shoot the ball really well. Obviously, Metro didn't allow fans for much of the season, so a lot of people didn't get to see Brandon play this year. I mean, for anyone that hasn't seen him play, like, how would you describe his game? Yeah, Brandon, Brandon has an all-around, all-around game. Brandon, Brandon, you know, especially offensively, and even at times defense, that's too many weaknesses the kid does have. Uh, he really gets in the gym and works. You know, one thing I think during this pandemic time, you know, uh, Brandon fell in love with the game of basketball. With that, with that time away from not being able to play, he fell in love with the game. And, and so you can see that confident part, that part of his game that he's been working on uh, come to fruition to transfer onto the court when we started playing basketball games. You know, the, his ability to be able to handle the basketball and be our point guard at times when we need him to, but also his ability to be able to finish at the rim, have a mid-range game, be able to shoot the three ball, things like that. You know, he makes it look easy at times, and people don't understand how much hard work he puts into it. But the kid works his butt off each and every day. And, you know, and, and, and so whenever you work hard like that, and God bless you with, with the size and the length and things like that, you know, hopefully those, two, those things mesh together. You can become the basketball player you want to be and, and reach all the individual goals you have for yourself. And, of course, Brandon does catch a lot of headlines, and deservedly so, but you guys have several good players on your team. And one of those I wanted to highlight was senior guard Chris Hillsman. Big game there against Beach, 16 points to help you guys win, and then a uh, crazy backflip down the court celebrating afterwards. It's gone viral on the internet. I mean, have you seen anything like that from him? Is he just a really good athlete? He's just a great athlete. I mean, just, you know, Chris is uh, Chris has been committed to us, and, you know, and, you know, Chris, all of his, all his brothers went to Cambridge High School, and, you know, Chris was with us, you know, and, and he left and came back, and he just wanted an opportunity to win and to be part of something special, and, you know, Chris is just really, really bought into some things that, you know, Coach Kenza has been trying to sell him. And, you know, we were trying to sell him over the last couple of years. And he's really bought in. And the fact that he's been able to challenge, challenge his energy into a positive way and, you know, not get so frustrated, get technical fouls or whatever, uh, but able to just challenge his energy into the court and, you know, and play at a high level. You know, the fact that, you know, he doesn't have a huge ego. He understands his strengths and weaknesses now, I think, as a basketball player. He's not taking advantage of things God gave him and not worrying about things God didn't give him. And you've got a couple other guys scoring in double figures too, Ryan Oliver, Caleb Wilson. Yeah. What have those guys meant to the team's success this season? I mean, same thing. You know, Ryan, Ryan's a junior, him and Brandon, they stay connected. They're, on, they're, they're in the gym all the, all the time together. They, you know, they're, all, they're always together. And Caleb's just been that guy who's been, he's just started with us since he's a sophomore. You know, Caleb's just, you know, he's just a great kid. I mean, those they, you talk, the easy part about this whole team is the fact that they're all great kids. And then you look at our fifth starter, Nigel Turner, you know, the same. The fact that these kids are just great kids. They really want to be part of something special. Uh, I think that's the part that I'm really proud of more than anything, anything else. And you mentioned how you already uh, stayed up till 2, two in the morning there uh, preparing for Bearden next week in the state yeah. quarterfinals. That game is going to be Thursday, March 18th at Middle Tennessee's Murphy Center. What do you know about that team so far, Coach? And uh, what are you looking forward to about the matchup with, with Bearden? Well, I know that we played in that Christmas tournament about four years ago. And so, not to get into particulars, but I know they'll be very well coached. They'll play hard. Whatever they, you know, whatever they do, they do it 120%. And so, we got to be prepared for that. They're really going to fight us. You know? and, and, 
and not fight us in a negative way, but fight us in a positive way. And we've got to be prepared uh, for the physical part of the game and the middle part of the game come Thursday. And you know as well as anyone just how hard it is when you get to these state tournaments, you know, having having come up short three times there at White's Creek as a player. Yeah. So, I mean, what's it going to take for this Canridge team to try to make a run and to at least have maybe a shot at the gold ball? Well, the, the, the biggest part is going to be guard play. You know, we got to take care of the basketball. we got to be efficient offensively. we got to get quality shots. And on the other hand, we got we got to get stops, especially timely stops when we need them. Uh, and, and, again, we've got to – you know, not lose our minds, not lose control of the moment, not get caught up in the moment, not get caught up in all the outside noise, the things that we can't control. We, we talked about that, too. You know, just control your controllables. And it, it, I think if we do that, we'll be fine. It's, the biggest part of us is going to be guard play. Our guards got to play well. they got to take care of the basketball. And we got to make timely shots. And at the same time, like I said, we got to stop them. Well, Coach, congratulations on the short but really sweet season so far. And I believe that's all I've got, unless you had anything else you'd like to add. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for your time today. That has been Cane Ridge basketball coach Marlon Sims. We really appreciate him joining the Main Street Preps podcast today. That should be a great game next week between Cane Ridge and Bearden, which is 30-3 this season, so we'll see how that one shakes out. The Mid-State is going to be well represented at the boys' state tournaments, by the way. Nine teams from the area in Class A, Clay County, Pickett County, and Richland will all be there. In Double A, it's Community, Pearl Cone, and Upperman. And in Triple A, of course, you've got Cambridge, Clarksville, and Siegel. And this week's girls' tournaments also have nine local reps. Class A, Clay County, once again. Loretto, Summertown. Double A is Creekwood, Macon County, and Maplewood. And in AAA, Blackman, Lebanon, and Page will all square off for a chance at the gold ball. So that will do it for today's episode. Thanks again for tuning in, and be sure to check out MainStreetPreps.com throughout the week for coverage of high school sports across the Mid-State. We'll see you back here next time on the Main Street Preps Podcast.